Hi everyone, welcome to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and if this is your first time joining me, I want to say thank you. You could have listened to any other podcast out there, but you chose to take a moment to join me here, and I'm so glad you did. It is almost hard to believe that fall begins in just a few days. I feel with everything that has happened this past year, we seem to have simply just missed spring and summer completely. But even though things have not gone as we planned, with our calendars covered in eraser marks, our God is still in control. He is still working all things together for good, which doesn't mean it always feels good, but simply it is for our good. Today, I would like to come back to our study on the Daughters of Eve. We have not been in this series since June, so I think it's definitely time, don't you? We are going to talk about two women who have a very, very small part in the Bible, but they have a wonderful, inspiring lesson to teach us. Their names are Pua and Shippora. I hope I am saying it right, but you can let me know if I don't. Their story can be found in Exodus chapter 1. They are Hebrew midwives, women who guided expectant mothers through their pregnancy. To be a midwife meant you were with a woman in one of her most difficult and beautiful seasons of life. In my mind, I picture them as dependable women of compassion. And since we know that the Hebrews were a large people, it's safe to say that they were probably kept pretty busy. Now one day, Pharaoh sent for them because he was in need of their assistance to initiate the start of his plan to keep the Hebrews from growing any bigger, murdering all male babies. Since the midwives would be called upon to deliver the children, they had easy access. Pharaoh's plan was simple. If it's a boy, kill it, and come up with a reason as to why it didn't make it. And if it's a girl, well, she lived. I want to run through this one more time, because I think we miss the horror and fear of what was being asked of these two Hebrew women. These women were summoned before the one who had absolute authority in the land, the one who had already afflicted their people by enslaving them and making their work difficult. This is the one who had summoned them to stand before him. It is highly probable that there was a little fear and trepidation in their hearts as they entered the room. No doubt they wondered what Pharaoh wanted with them, but there is nothing that could have prepared them for what he did ask of them. Think about what it must have been like to hear him utter the words, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. These women had trained their entire life to bring life into the world, to be there for a woman as she birthed her child. They were not there to be population control. We need to understand that the king was not just asking them to simply spy for him, to tell him every time a male child was born, but to take care of it right there, to murder each boy baby they delivered. I can't even begin to wrap my mind around that request, to be told by the most powerful ruler of the time that he wanted me to kill children, of my own people no less. And he made it seem like such a little thing, maybe because he felt they had no choice but to obey. Pharaoh, however, underestimated these two women. This is where my respect for the two midwives grew. When they left the king's presence, there was no need for a powwow or a discussion. They both knew exactly what they had to do and who was worthy of respect. And it was not the man on that throne. It was the God of the universe, the one true God they worshipped. Verse 17 tells us all we need to know of these women's character. But the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. The word feared means to respect, to reverence. I read in a commentary that, quote, 
the fear of the Lord was closely tied to keeping God's decrees and laws, unquote. And one of God's laws was do not kill. These women feared the Lord. They respected and revered who he was and is. This spoke of their wisdom because the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. He is the giver of life, and they more than anyone else had witnessed the gift of life. They were there when a woman through great travail brought a child into the world, and it was their duty to protect it, and they did not abandon their duty. This is a great lesson to all of us about the preciousness of life and the courage to do what is right. As someone who works in the pro-life community, I have heard of the great courage of people who intervened for the cause of life, people who speak out about the evils of abortion, someone like Abby Johnson who came to the realization that life begins at conception. It is not a piece of tissue, and it doesn't just magically become a baby once it is born. And she has fought valiantly to preserve life, speaking to thousands of people across the nation. We must be willing to stand for what is right, even if it's not popular with those who are in authority. We enjoy reading the story of the two brave women, but I think we forget that they risk their very life. We gloss over it so quickly, but we forget really what it was like to stand in front of the presence of Pharaoh and know in your heart I'm not going to obey. They were in direct violation of his command, but their courage to take a stand came from their fear and trust in the one they served. These two humble midwives had a proper view of God. When faced with such a command, they didn't have to deliberate what to do because their mind was prepared by their knowledge of God. In a time of pressure, they were able to make the right choice because they feared God and knew he was the one they needed to obey. Now, I want to be careful and say I'm not encouraging us to do whatever we want and never obey civil authority. That's not what I'm saying. God asks us in Romans 12:18, if it be possible as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. So obviously there's that phrase, if it be possible, but there is a line that we shouldn't cross. And that's when man's law goes against God's. God's law reigns supreme as we see showcased in Acts 5.29, when Peter answered the high priest and his men, we ought to obey God rather than man. Because they were told they could not teach in Jesus' name, and Peter says, no, I'm sorry, we can't do that. We will obey God. We must never violate God's commands, but we must strive to live where we are in peace. Now, I have to say, I truly admired the courage these two midwives displayed. They chose to do what was right over what was easy. And that's, that's something that we struggle with in our world today. We like the easy route. We like the route of least resistance. But these women were willing to take a stand. Sometimes we think that if we choose to do what is right, that means we won't face consequences. But that's not always the case. You know, Pharaoh soon realized that his command was not being obeyed, that these women were not killing the male children. Of course, he summons them again and asks them, why did they not do as he asked? And their reply was, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. Now, this is where some controversy arises. People are asking, did they tell a lie to keep themselves out of trouble? To be honest, I'm not sure. I did read somewhere that it may have been at least partly true that the women were more lively and not like the Egyptians. And we need to also remember that the Bible gives an accurate account. It will always showcase the truth. That includes people's flaws. The midwives may have fudged the facts, but I am not sure. And I can't give an answer on that part. But what I do know is that these two women did what was right in respect to Pharaoh's order. They chose to obey God. They valued life and said, we are not going to do that. 
Now on this note, I want to bring up something interesting that I discovered in the narrative. And maybe if you're like me, it confused you too originally, but, or maybe you misread it like I did. In Exodus 1, verse 21, it says, and it came to pass because the midwives feared God that he made them houses. I remember reading that verse for the first time and just really I assumed that the he mentioned was Pharaoh and it always threw me off. I I've wondered, did he value them and that they didn't obey him and he gave them houses? So it, it never really made sense. But finally, I came to the realization that the he is referencing God. When you read verse 20, it gives a little more insight, which says, therefore, the Lord dealt well with the midwives. There are some who say that many of the midwives were barren and the phrase made them houses might refer to them having their own children, that they were blessed and were able to enjoy having a child of their own instead of just helping everybody else. So we can't be sure that that's what the verse meant, but if it did, is that not a wonderful thing? God blessed these two women because they feared him. Now, of course, there are times such as in the life of Joseph that when we choose to do right, we may suffer for it as he did when he fled from Potiphar's wife, which was the right thing, and he went to prison for it. But no matter if we receive a material reward or not, when we choose to do what is right and obey God rather than what man has said, we can stand before our Lord with a heart that is pure and know that he is pleased with us and that matters more than any reward we could ever receive. Our life is not about making good choices to benefit ourselves. It is all about bringing glory to God. And that is what these two women did. And God thought so highly of them that he did not only include their little story, but he even gave us their names. Think about that. We actually know their names. Now, can I leave you with a little thought? Live each day with the goal of knowing God better, so that when you are faced with a choice of obeying God over man, you will be able to make it without even thinking twice. As you spend more and more time with God, you will know his commands, and the Holy Spirit will be able to whisper to your heart what you need to do in any situation. That is why it is so important for you to take time every day to read God's word, to chew on it, to think about it throughout the day and to know him because when we prepare for the moments of pressure now, it makes it easier to do what is right in the moment of difficulty. And that is where we will wrap up our time for today. I want to thank you for listening today and I hope you have a wonderful week with your family. Now, if it is your first time, would you mind hitting that subscribe button so you'll never miss another episode? And if you have any questions or have a prayer request, please feel free to reach out to me at learningtositstill at gmail.com, or you can visit my website, sitstillmydaughter.com. There you will find more blog posts, Bible reading plans, and even information about a new magazine I've published. Have a wonderful day, my friends, and remember to take time to sit still because it is in the quiet place that we know more about our Heavenly Father, the one who loves us with an everlasting love. Mm -hmm.